It's Good Friday, April 15, 2022. I just want to jump right in to Isaiah, beginning in chapter 52, New Living Translation. See, my servant will prosper. He will be highly exalted, but many were amazed when they saw him. His face was so disfigured he seemed hardly human, and from his appearance one would scarcely know he was a man. And he will startle many nations. Kings will stand speechless in his presence, for they will see what they had not been told, and they will understand what they had not heard about. Who has believed our message? To whom has the Lord revealed his powerful arm? My servant grew up in the Lord's presence like a tender green shoot, like a root in dry ground. There was nothing beautiful or majestic about his appearance, nothing to attract us to him. He was despised and rejected, a man of sorrows, acquainted with deepest grief. And we turned our backs on him and looked the other way. He was despised and we did not care. And yet it was our weakness he carried. It was our sorrows that weighed him down. And we thought his troubles were a punishment from God, a punishment for his own sins. But he was pierced for our rebellion, crushed for our sins. He was beaten so we could be whole. He was whipped so we could be healed. All of us, like sheep, have strayed away. We've left God's paths to follow our own, and yet the Lord laid on him the sins of us all. He was oppressed and treated harshly, yet he never said a word. He was like a lamb to the slaughter, he was led like a lamb to the slaughter, and as a sheep is silent before the shearers, he did not open his mouth. Unjustly condemned, he was led away. No one cared that he died without descendants, that his life was cut short in midstream. But he was struck down for the rebellion of my people. He had done no wrong and he never deceived anyone, but he was buried like a criminal and he was put in a rich man's grave. But it was the Lord's good plan to crush him and cause him grief. Yet when his life is made an offering for sin, he will have many descendants. He will enjoy a long life, and the Lord's good plan will prosper his hands. When he sees all that is accomplished by his anguish, he will be satisfied. And because of his experience, my righteous servant will make it possible for many to be counted righteous, for he will bear all their sins. I will give him the honors of a victorious soldier because he exposed himself to death. He was counted among the rebels. He bore the sins of many and interceded for rebels. Psalm 22. My God, my God, why have you abandoned me? Why are you so far away when I groan for help? Every day I call to you, my God, but you do not answer. Every night I lift my voice, but I find no relief. Yet you are wholly enthroned on the praises of Israel. Our ancestors trusted in you, and you rescued them. They cried out to you and were saved. They trusted in you, 
and were never disgraced, but I am a worm and not a man. I am scorned and despised by all. Everyone who sees me mocks me. They sneer and shake their heads, saying, Is this the one who relies on the Lord? Then let the Lord save him. If the Lord loves him so much, let the Lord rescue him. And yet you brought me safely from my mother's womb and led me to trust you at my mother's breast. I was thrust into your arms at my birth. You've been my God from the moment I was born. Do not stay far, do not stay so far from me. For trouble is near and no one else can help me. My enemies surround me like a herd of bulls, fierce bulls of Bashan have hemmed me in. Like lions, they open their jaws against me, roaring and tearing into their prey. My life is poured out like water and all my bones are out of joint. My heart's like wax melting within me. My strength is dried up like a pot, like a sun-baked clay. My tongue sticks to the roof of my mouth. You have laid me in the dust and left me for dead. My enemies surround me like a pack of dogs. An evil gang closes in on me. They have pierced my hands and my feet. I can count all my bones. My enemies stare at me and gloat. They divide my garments among themselves and throw dice for my clothing. O oh Lord, do not stay far away. You are my strength. Come quickly to my aid. Save me from the sword. Spare my precious life from these dogs. Snatch me from the lion's jaws and from the horns of these wild oxen. I will pro proclaim your name to my brothers and sisters. I will praise you among your assembled people. Praise the Lord, all you who fear him. Honor him, all you descendants of Jacob. Show him reverence all you descendants of Israel, for he has not ignored or belittled the suffering of the needy. He has not turned his back on them, but has listened to their cries for help. I will praise you in the great assembly. I will fulfill my vows in the presence of those who worship you. The poor will eat and be satisfied. All who seek the Lord will praise him. Their hearts will rejoice with everlasting joy. The whole earth will acknowledge the Lord and return to him. All the families of the nations will bow down before him, for royal power belongs to the Lord. He rules all the nations. Let the earth and let the rich of the earth feast and worship. Bow before him, all who are mortal, all whose lives will end as dust. Our children will also serve him. Future generations will hear about the wonders of the Lord. His righteous acts will be told to those not yet born. They will hear about everything he has done. John's Gospel, chapter 19, verses 28 and 30. After this, Jesus, knowing that all things were now accomplished, that the scripture might be fulfilled, he said, I thirst. Now a vessel full of sour wine was sitting there, and they filled a sponge with sour wine, put it on hyssop, and put it to his mouth. So when Jesus had received the sour wine, he said, It is finished. And bowing his head, he gave up his spirit. 
we think about the cross today, and crucifixion was the death penalty meant for criminals like murderers and thieves. It was a humiliating, devastatingly excruciating way to die. The very word excruciating comes from the Latin ex cruciates. It describes the kind of pain which comes ex out of the cross. Much shorter than the three to four days some would hang on their cross, it was after six hours bystanders heard Jesus say, Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. Luke tells us it was about the sixth hour. That would be 3 p.m. or 1500 that Friday. And when darkness covered the earth there, Matthew tells us that the veil in the temple separating the people from God's presence was torn in two from top to bottom. The earth quaked. Rocks split, graves opened, and many of the saints who had died were raised, and they went into the city. And before he died, John tells us Jesus, Jesus shouted one word, to tell us die. It means it is finished. It's a legal term, meaning paid in full. It's also something a runner would shout upon winning a race to tell us die. To tell us die. It's done. Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, won the race. He died the death we deserve. He paid in full the debt you and I owe. It is finished. The soldiers witnessing this, they said in their amazement, this was a righteous man. And truly this was the Son of God. If there ever was a day to ask, why do bad things happen to good people? Friends, today is that day. It's a day we remember the only actual good man who ever lived, who was abandoned, betrayed, brutally murdered. Death's sting seemed to have delivered a lasting blow. It's the saddest day in history, but also one of the most glorious days in human history. And so why is Good Friday good? It's good because Jesus suffered and died for us. The question we really ought to be asking is why do good things happen to bad people? You and I who are inherently bad and selfish, sinful people, yet Christ died for our sins that we might have peace with God, just as we heard today, it is finished. Everything we owe is paid in full. Good Friday is good, it, but I say it's great because Jesus conquered death and the grave. You and I can have peace with God through the cross of Christ, through the continued ministry of a living Savior. And the confidence that he gives us is greater than any trial or crucible before us. Remembering now that we're surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, may we lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Amen.